The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein, and I got Dennis, Big Sexy Clausen. What's going on, Dennis? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hello, how are you? How are, Great how to be that? here. <laughs> horrible how are you pretty much the same yeah. <laughs> i will say i'm going to orlando this weekend though gonna finally get some nice warm weather gonna drink a lot of alcohol gonna be very drunk so should be a fun time what time does my plane leave you booked my flight right <laughs> i can send a car to the private jet sounds good but so, we're going to go right ahead with the namesake of this episode. Jalen Brown. He's been talking a lot about the Celtics fan base right now. Speaking of which, the Celtics just moved into third in the Eastern Conference standings. However, according to BovadaSportsBook.com, they are still second in odds to win the NBA championship at plus 350 behind only the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 300. So... He's been talking about the Celtics fan base talk, and he made sure not to say the whole fan base or anything like that, but that there is a good portion of it that is very toxic. And he kind of danced around the word, but he really was just talking about the ones that are racist, like the Boston racist fans that a lot of people have talked about before. I mean, there's racist people everywhere. Exactly. Why is it going to be lumped in? I, and I didn't see this, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, it's mainly because Boston fans are, I would say, out of all the fan bases. They're slime it's balls. Like, it's like Boston and Utah are like the most, they say the most racist stuff. Well, Utah at least has an excuse, kind of, because they're fucking weird, <laughs> you know, some of their weird religious shit. Right. Like, not many people are moving to Utah. But like right. people will go live in Boston because it's a big, it's a major northeast city, right? But but the Boston people are weirdos. They I drive know. like garbage. They they're talk assholes. like they're fucking retarded. Like we, like we, whatever. <laughs> but what did he say? Um. Uh. Hold on. Update. Breaking news. The new flavors are gummy bears, and then in April there's a frozen coffee flavor. See, I can't fuck with that. The problem with gummy bears is anytime you put something chewy and something cold and you try to chew whatever is chewy, mm-hmm. your teeth are killing you. True. But I, wonder I if hate it, that. I wonder if it's solely gummy bear flavor and there's no gummy bears in it or if there would be gummy bears in it. So what do they do? Grind up the gummy bears? Maybe. Or they just make it all like different fruit flavors of like gummy bear flavors. Or yeah, something. it sounds like they just throw it in there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, personally, I'm. I think we've talked about this before, but I'm not a cold coffee person. Even I'm. I'm that weirdo that drinks hot coffee like in the middle of the summer and like 95 degrees. Like I'll still drink hot coffee. You know who are the weirdest people are the people who drink like coffee with dinner. 
Oh, yeah. I don't like know. you're going around the table. You're like Diet Coke, water, uh, Diet Coke with lemon. Oh, me too. Uh, I have coffee, please. It's like, you're going to have anything else with that? Yeah, like not even a water or anything. Right. Or the uh, or the people that after dinner, as a dessert, get coffee. I see. At least I can understand that a little bit. But like at that point, too, I'm like, are you trying to sleep tonight? Some people just doesn't affect like that. Which is crazy. To me. Like I drink a lot of coffee. But the moment I have coffee past like 5 p.m., I'm not sleeping then until after midnight. Well, that's good because you got to stay up and watch those West Coast NBA games. True. Especially the Sacramento Kings locked up a, a winning season first time in a crazy amount of time. I don't how, even many, know. how many wins they got now? 42, 43, 43. Hmm. No, it has to be 43 because they locked up a winning Re- remember season. remember all the people that were saying i was on crack for saying they could win 45 games uh we know specifically who it was and he's uh right in the middle of tax season right now right <laughs> um all right so Jalen brown so what did Jaylen he did, was there, so, is there a quote like what did he say yeah, there's a quote. Let me let me bring it up here. He probably said what I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I know. Hey, they're um, toxic. So, I mean, they're he's not the first person to deal with Boston fans. Boston fans are loyal to the players who are good, and then the players who shit the bed, they hate. Right. And then or you still have to prove yourself. Like Jalen Brown's a good player, he's an all-star and everything, but he's not like you know, uh, fucking Noma Gassi, apparently, you know what I mean? Like that bullshit. Hey, Noma. <laughs> hey, Noma. A big pappy. Pappy. <laughs> um, so here we go. It's it was from the New York Times. So they asked him, What has your Fake experience notes. been like as a black professional athlete in Boston? Oh, God, so. He said there's multiple experiences as an athlete, as a basketball player, as a regular citizen, as somebody who's trying to start a business, as someone who's trying to do things in the community. There's not a lot of room for black entrepreneurs to come in and start a business here. I think that my experience there has not been as fluid as I thought it would be. Well, it depends on what his business. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of things in there that that depends on. Um, and he goes, and they ask him what he meant by it. And he goes, even being an athlete, you would think that you've got a certain amount of influence to be able to have experiences, to be able to have some things that doors open a little bit easier. But even with being who I am, trying to start a business, trying to buy a house, trying to do certain things, I've run into some adversity. Um, and then he said, and then they asked other athletes have spoken about the negative way that fans have treated black athletes while playing in Boston. Have you experienced any of that? And he goes, I have, but I pretty much block it all out. It's not the whole Celtic fan base, but it is part of the fan base that exists exists within the Celtic nation that is problematic. If you have a bad game, they try to tie it to your personal character. I definitely think there's a group or an amount within the Celtic nation that is extremely toxic and does not want to see athletes use their platform, or they just want you to play basketball, entertain, and go home, and that's a problem to me. Well, for one, man, there's so much to like unpack there. <laughs> so for one, what is his business specifically? 
That's a good question because I that's the first I've heard of him opening a business. I mean, but so. why does every for one, why why is there gotta be questions about the guy's race? Okay, like why like uh, I, I get it. Black people are treated terribly in this commercial or this country. I I'm totally against that. I, I like black people. I love black people. You know, my wife's Middle Eastern, so I have no problem with any cultures or anything. I just had to throw that in there so people say, mm-hmm. "Hey, that is not racist." He's married to a Arabic woman, but anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what the, everything doesn't have to be about race, and because your business sucks, like for one, what is your business? Two, like you're saying you've had trouble getting a house because you're black. For one, nobody's going to take your money. For one, you don't need a loan like regular people do unless you're buying a fucking mansion. Right. But if you walk up and hand somebody, you know, 500 grand check, they're going to wait for it to clear like any other financial transaction. It's not because you're black. Right. And your business just might suck. Even if you're an athlete, it might. There's been plenty of shit that, have sucked over the years. I mean, if you look at like uh, I mean, George Foreman had the grill, that was huge. But True. then there have been other, there have been other, you see these athletes on Shark Tank and mm-hmm. they don't even, they could be white, black, Puerto Rican, like just coming in and like pitching for ideas and companies and inventions and they don't even get picked up. I mean, the guy who invented Ring was like, like barely, like, barely made it so it's very hard it's not it's not not, now that am i that's there are racist people out there but i don't think you're not succeeding in your business ventures because of your race yeah i think the business part or i should say say it this way i think the part about the house is a little more alarming than the part about the business because businesses fail every day businesses Uh, tons of them yeah, businesses don't even get started every day. People have ideas, they try and get it off the ground, lose all the startup money, and never goes anywhere. That kind of thing happens to everybody, rich to poor. I mean, uh, people brought up laundry lists of stuff of, like, just as an example, like Donald Trump's failed businesses. He has, like, 50 of them. So there's always going to be a lot of trouble and struggles in terms of creating a business or opening even if it's like a restaurant i can't even tell you how many ex like philadelphia players or ex professional players in general try to open a sports bar and that thing fails within a couple years because they're just like oh because my name's on it it should work that's just not how things work um but the house part if there's literally people out there that just won't sell him a house which a is already pretty crazy because say i was a realtor or say i was the person who owned the house who was selling it if i could say i sold my house to an nba player no matter what the fuck they look like that would be awesome i'd be like an nba player liked my house enough to fucking want to buy it i mean if you're a good if you're a good real estate person you don't care if the person's a martian right you're taking their money. money If they have the, especially like the the liquidity to just put down on for the down payment, like you're taking that every time. So if there are really people in Boston that aren't taking his money because of that, that is fucking ridiculous. And Boston needs to get their head out of their ass. Um, but 
It is true. There's going to be, I mean, the fact of the matter is there's racists everywhere. I will say, though, it always comes back to, like I said, Utah and Boston, that the racism is on, like, a different level. Well, it's because they're turds. Exactly. Like, Philly will say some fucked up shit to opposing players. Philly will say some fucked up shit to their own players if they're not if they're not performing it up to snuff or whatever it may be. But most of the time, Philly isn't racist about it. They're, I mean, like Jalen Brown said, the one time he came to play at Boston, someone said, I hope you tear your ACL. You can either get that or in Boston, you can get racial comments. <laughs> not well, saying they're, that, e- that one is better than the other, but they're both pretty terrible. Well, they're going to make things personal, though, because if they somebody knows that like you're out partying the night before and you come out and you go one for seventeen from the from the floor, of course people are going to say personal shit. True, but in this country, it's never going to change because we got so many idiots running around who are never going to look past race, who are never going to look past any of that stuff. And unfortunately, that's just how it goes. You know, Jalen Brown, uh, he's a black male. Uh, that just goes with the territory. I was heavy in school, and I got bullied for being chubby. It's just how it goes. You know what I mean? There's nothing you could do about it, because there's always going to be these morons running around on the planet who are just want to just make your life a living hell. And, again, neither of us are saying that's right or that's, like, a good thing or anything. No, it's, it's just, just the it, fact it, that, it, like, it's, it's the it reality. Like, yeah, there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. And it's and it does suck. It's it's ridiculous. Like there's no way like I have run into people that have made racist comments and I've had to be like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out. Like there it's crazy to me how comfortable people are that are still that way in this day and age. But in the like we're saying, the reality of the matter is that's going to happen in a lot places other than just boston my my biggest problem though is i have no problem with jay i i I know that this kind of stuff still happens i know there's a lot of white hillbillies who are racist um with that said i do have a problem with like white people like trying to make a bigger some some people of color don't they don't want to use it as a crutch like white people want to make it out to be Oh, yeah. Like white people, some white people love victimizing people of different races and colors and stuff like that. And some people, Jalen Brown's doing completely fine for himself. Even if he has the worst business on the planet, the guy's talented and he's going to be continue to be successful even beyond the NBA. Agree. Jalen Brown is set up in a spot that very few people are set up to do well in life past basketball. So he it, ultimately, in the end, he's going to win every time against these dumbass people. Um, but the, so the, other, the other quote from he also had. So that was from New York Times. This is from The Ringer. Logan Murdoch asked uh, Jalen Brown if he was going to plan to stay in Boston long term. See, now that's important to me. Yes, that's what I want to know about. The, at least the ringers ask good questions. Right. I agree. Um, so his response to that was, I don't know, as long as I'm needed, it's not up to me. 
We'll see how they feel about me over time and I feel about them over time. Hopefully, whatever it is, it makes sense, but I will stay where I'm wanted. I will stay where I'm needed and treated correct. And Boston.com, um, just so I can give credit Probably to clip. the writer, Kerry Thompson said, said, so they listed that and they're like, well, last June after the Celtics lost to the Warriors in the NBA Finals, Brown liked a series of tweets and one of them said Jalen Brown is disrespected by Celtics fans because obviously the Celtics fan base went crazy about Jalen Brown because they felt like he was one of the reasons that they lost in the finals. Um, and it, it is kind of a stark difference from how Jalen Brown was perceived at the beginning of last season, then in the finals, and now at this point of this season, which is always going to... I mean, fan bases are always going to flip-flop a lot on players that aren't, like, historically good players. Like, Jason Tatum is their their golden child. Joel Embiid for the Sixers is their golden child. Like, those kind of players are more often than not going to get the positive press from the local news and local fans or whoever it may be. Tobias Harris has been hated on for what feels like decades by Sixers fans. So... Not to say, like, I'm not sitting here comparing Tobias Harris and Jalen Brown, because obviously Jalen Brown is a lot better of a player. But that, like, other than that number one superstar guy, a lot of the fan bases flip-flop on everybody else. And Boston, I will say, Celtics fans should not do that with Jalen Brown, because he's been a really fucking good player. And we've even talked about on this show how, for a championship team... We would like to have Jalen Brown more than guys like Devin Booker. Oh, a lot of people's viewpoints have changed on Jalen Brown since even last season. I mean, halfway through last season when the Celtics were struggling, like even I was screaming, trade him for Bradley Beal because it's never going to work. But you want to know something? He... He's got a huge pair of nuts right now because he knows you know something. He's at a superstar level, so he could say this shit and get away with it. And the Celtics need to do everything they can to make him happy because he's worth it. So I was looking at him. I mean, he at last uh, postseason he averaged twenty three points, a couple couple points down from his season average. He shot. Uh, 37% from deep, which was better than he had shot during the regular season. If anything, though, I would say the Celtics' issues last postseason really had nothing to do with Jalen Brown. They were mo- You were dealing with Tatum, who, who was hurt, who was more injured than he was letting on. You had Robert Williams, who was hurt. You had Marcus Smart, who missed time, who, who continues to miss time to this day, who's always banged up. So if anybody... Uh, the the last guy I would say anything about is Jalen Brown. Agreed. I mean, he's out there playing with a mask right now. Right. <laughs> and he's he's also one of the guys that, I mean, he's the second leading scorer, but also is a guy that will do all the dirty work. Especially if Marcus Smart isn't there, because he's obviously the dirty work defensive player of the year type of guy. But he's he's a guy that will pick up the slack anywhere you need it you need it to be. Well, this is this is called a guy who just wants to get paid. 
of course he's not going to commit to anything because this guy's looking out for himself from a financial aspect. He's looking out for himself moving ahead. So he's he's not going to like say I want to stay in Boston and and give the team leverage. I mean, he's a unrestricted free agent in the, after next season. Right. He wants cash. So the best move in his in his defense is let's let's make them sweat a little bit. Let let me see how much they want me on this team. I want them to prove to me that they want me here just as much as they want Jason Tatum here because I'm an all-star now and I've been playing pretty damn well for a couple of years and I think I deserve it and he has a point because you want to know something once free he's going to be one of the biggest free names in free agency and there's going to be about 800 teams looking to get him on the get him on the roster oh yeah yeah I mean he he's going to be uh, I mean he already is a top like 30 player in the league so easily you could go higher than that true probably even top 20 to 15 but that just shows that i mean if you're gonna want to hold on to a guy like this you're gonna have to do a lot more than just say like oh you know like we went to the finals blah 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 because even right now i mean with all the injuries like you just said they are starting to slip in the standings a little bit. They were the number one seed, like, not even a month ago. Now they're the number three seed. They could technically even fall to, like, four or five because Cleveland's been up there. The Knicks have been getting better. The Knicks have been on a roll. I mean, they could realistically drop all the way to a five seed and not even have any home court advantage in the Eastern Conference if something goes wrong. What's reassuring though about the Celtics is they always manage to lose to bad teams. That's true. Like so, Orlando. all the all the teams they lose to aren't going to be in the postseason. So I think they're going to be okay. Orlando's like their kryptonite. Yeah, they, and and you know who beats a lot of good teams is the Thunder. That's true. They're they're either in the eighth seed or close to the eighth seed right now. Yeah, and they're like they they're not. I mean, they just got a good, good team, good, good young little team. You know, their offense is really good. Shea, Gilgis Alexander. If they if they were a top five seed, Gilgis Alexander would be in the top three of the MVP debate. Oh, absolutely. He's just been lights out. Is that I mean, a segue to? That can be actually. That's a good point. Um, so. We'll segue that into Giannis talking about the MVP criteria. By the way, I I like black people. (laughs) I mean, I would hope so. Otherwise, this pod isn't going many places. (laughs) (laughs) In case there was any doubt from my comments, I support black people. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Um, I just don't like when, when, when... It's like, can we just talk about, like, when when they were talking about, like, do you want to be in Boston? Like, okay, that's fine. But let's, like, not, can we come up with a better question than the same stuff that is, 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 it has nothing to do with basketball. Of course, they, every, that's like asking every fat guy if they've ever been, like, to a Chinese buffet. (laughs) Of course, they're going to say, yes, I've experienced it. It happens. (laughs) 
I just want to know what his business was now. I want to know what he's thinking of creating a business for. Well, I want to know how good it is because I'm genuinely concerned if it's like if if he came up with like the the HIV cure or the cancer, the cure for cancer and nobody's uh, hopping onto it. Yes, then I'm concerned. But if it's like a jewelry business, then no, I'm not concerned. Yeah, if it's if it's like a revolutionary product and they're just saying like, nope, you're black, we can't do it. That's right. It's like, I hey, mean, I figured out how to teleport. Nah, you're you're a little too black to be coming up with that stuff. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that would be very Boston. Yeah, that would be a little <laughs> problematic. But if he's like, hey, I make I make earrings based on your zodiac sign. I'd be like, yeah, it has really nothing to do with your race, my man. It has to do with the fact that your product sucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no cap. And just to to actually not you say that to cap it off, uh, it's funny because they are second in odds to win the championship. They even though they have moved below the Sixers, they are still the top in odds according to Bovada. What do you mean by they? The Celtics. Oh, okay. <laughs> to win the division, they're at uh, minus 375. The Sixers are at plus 250. And then the Nets and Knicks are both at plus 100,000. Yeah, they're close. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, might as well just throw some money on it. See what happens. <laughs> I, I, um, I was waiting for you to say, you people. Oh. <laughs> You people of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, we're getting kicked <laughs> off. We, we, thanks for watching over these past couple of years. We're, we're done. We're getting canceled. End it there on episode 266. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we segued into the MVP discussion. Giannis talked about how he doesn't understand how the criteria for MVP keeps changing year to year, month to month, week to week, hell, even game to game. And... Honestly, he's just saying what all of us are thinking because we've talked I'm about hungry. it. I'm <laughs> hungry. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, you know, the talking heads have talked about it. A lot of people have said, how are we supposed to know who should win the MVP if the criteria always changes and really they're just looking for the best storyline rather than the actual MVP. You know how these you know, the people, they go, this? Mm-hmm. Like, they comment and they go, this? Yeah. And it's so fucking annoying, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to go, this. <laughs> but he's got a point. I, I, uh, but here's all I know. Players should not be worried about this stuff. The player's sure. job is to do your best. Be available and play as much as you can and score a shit ton of points, get a shit ton of rebounds, get a shit ton of assists, block some shots, and be responsible for your team winning and let everybody else decide the rest. Now, that's not to say that the people who decide these things don't know what the fuck they're talking about because some don't. And that's right. not to say that some people might have like some agenda or something in their brain about why somebody should be uh an nb you know an mvp but that's really not but he's 110 percent right shit changes every year nobody knows exactly it it it's kind of 
dumb. Like, I, there's no way to argue realistically who should be MVP. I mean, obviously, we can argue till the cows come home of anybody that should be MVP. There's an argument for a lot of different people. But it's like when with with when Jokic first won his MVP, the biggest reasoning behind his MVPs were efficiency. It was he's one of the most efficient shot makers, he's he's one of the most efficient passers as a center and all this kind of stuff. It was efficiency, 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 advanced stats, this, advanced stats, that. But then, like, when Russell Westbrook won triple, won MVP, it was like, oh, we averaged a triple-double. First one since Oscar Robertson. But, like, efficiency wasn't a thing. And then when Kevin Durant won MVP, it was like, oh, well, he's also one of the best scorers in the league. He is scoring amongst like the best players to ever play and uh, doing stuff that only Michael Jordan and LeBron James have done. And like he was efficient too, but like efficiency wasn't one of the things that was brought up. Triple doubles weren't brought up. And I then mean, like with LeBron, if if everything if if this award was actually for most valuable, LeBron would have won the award like seven years running. Well, maybe <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> been too valuable lately. Well, well, I mean, like back, you know, starting with Cleveland, taking Cleveland to the to the finals. Well, yeah, but <laughs> he did. He did win a bunch of MVPs. So no, I know, but like, there's, and 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 I'm just saying, like, at, with what Giannis has said, with the criteria changing, it's like. Well, one of the criteria, you know, when he won MVP, nobody cared about him not making threes. But now when people are arguing against him winning MVP now, they're saying like, oh, well, he's not making threes. It's like, well, is that an end all be all of the criteria or is it not? Because it, it only it only works when it fits the narrative. Exactly. When it doesn't fit somebody's narrative, then is when. Um, you know, that's when it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, with that said, I pulled up stat comparisons. Okay. So I got 30, 33 to 24 and bead in points, almost 10 assists for Jokic compared to four for Embiid. Mm-hmm. 11.9, 11.9 rebounds for Jokic versus 10.3 for Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic shoots better from the three. Uh, Embiid is better from the foul th- from the free throw line. Um, so, so yeah, it's not like I don't think I. Th- I feel like everybody's like coming down like and saying now that Embiid's like the clear cut winner, but I we still got a little ways to go. Oh so, yeah. Well. The it's funny to me because a big part of why Embiid all of a sudden became the front runner for MVP. Like I remember on Bavada in the preseason, they had Jokic and Giannis as the favorites for MVP, and I mean that's understandably so. Those should be two guys in the MVP race. I mean, um, Embiid was my preseason MVP. 
That's also true. You did have him as your preseason MVP. Um, I think I picked Jason Tatum, if I remember correctly. I don't. I don't actually don't remember who I picked for MVP. But um, now it was like overnight a couple nights ago. Embiid became the betting favorite for MVP, and I think that honestly that was a good reason because Denver was losing games they shouldn't have been. And yeah, but Sixers, you could say you could say that the same thing for the Sixers, though. No, no, no. But at the time that he became the MVP favorite, they were winning the they were on a winning streak and beating playoff teams. So, like, it it was like that part was for a good reason that he that his MVP odds got better. Not saying they should have been better than Jokic's, but just that they got excuse me that they got better. But then why wasn't why isn't that taken into account the first two thirds of the season? Like the criteria changed in the same season at that point, which again makes no sense. Honestly, and and I hate to go back to this topic again, but I think a lot of I think a lot of this swung in a different direction once Kendrick Perkins opened his mouth. Uh, I mean that is true. It happened around the same time. Until Barkley and uh, I think Jalen Rose told him he was out of his mind. But right. But but uh, that's not to discredit him. I mean, Embiid is honestly what I think they should do though is they they both have about the same record right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever finishes with a better record should, to me, be the MVP. Right. Well, then because if, if if the Sixers were well, I mean, whatever. There's not a clear criteria, but right now those guys are pretty yeah. much neck and neck statistically. It should right. come down to just whoever te- whoever's team is better. True. I, 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 the only thing I was going to say is then obviously there's going to be you know the the Giannis fans coming in here and saying, well, the Bucks have the best record in the league, and then. The Tatum fans saying, well, the Celtics could also finish with a better record than both of them. They had a better record than both of them for a long time. And then on top of that, like, what happens if, you know, Cleveland gets better throughout the the last remaining 11, 12 games and has a better record than the Sixers in Boston and and they get up there is like is Donovan Mitchell then in the MVP race cuz they haven't talked about anybody on Cleveland for MVP even though Donovan Mitchell's having one of the best seasons of his career and Darius Garland has been having a great season too. Um not saying that they should be like in the top 2 or anything but like they they haven't even been mentioned at all. And my my preseason defensive player of the year, if I remember correctly, was Jared Allen, and he hasn't been mentioned for shit. And then on top of that, you got on the other side with with uh, uh, Memphis is in second. They don't. I mean, Ja was mentioned in MVP a little bit. Jaron Jackson is mentioned as one of the favorites of defensive player of the year, which should be the case. Um, but it's just like even coach of the year i haven't heard anything about malone no it's like for some reason it's solely Jokic. that's all it is it's like Jokic is the only person who has made the team successful i'll settle the western conference if if the if the coach of the year in the west isn't mike brown i'm fucking i'm never watching basketball again well i agree it should be mike brown i do agree with that and and honestly too at this point but 
Hey, there he is. Our our guy down in Chile. He says, "What's good? What's That's going right. on, man? Glad you tuned he, in." He had that chick on. Which one? I don't know. She yeah. she, she in a Mabster. She's yeah. Tell you, I was a <laughs> I was a viewer. Yeah, I mean, I watched uh, one of his episodes actually. I think it was last week. So got some good stuff down there. I just wish I had. I know some Spanish, but not. Not enough when it's fast like that, so I'm, I need like a an automatic translator. <laughs> well, he lost me when he said all the. I go, what do you get for pizza down there? He goes, uh, Papa John. And I go, no. <laughs> so, but honestly, though, even if the, on, uh, in, in all actuality, I think uh, uh, Joe Mazzula and Mike Brown should be the coaches of the year, hands down. Yep. There's, in in my opinion, there's nothing else that needs to happen. I agree. And I like, and I was just saying, like, I I didn't think Malone should win Coach of the Year, but it's just like, it's funny to me that when it comes to Denver, like, this is just a, another thing about criteria changing. When it comes to Denver, everyone says that it's like only Jokic, but then when it comes to Milwaukee, everyone is like. There was a quote out there that someone said Drew Holiday's the best player on the team. That'll get the hell out of here. I know. And that's what I'm sitting there like, all right, come on. Like, even someone that I don't think Giannis should win MVP this season, we all know he's the best player on the fucking team. Like, stop dressing shit up like that. But honestly, though, if... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say. And then... With, you know, the Sixers, everyone talks about, well, what about James Harden? With Memphis, everyone's like, well, what about um, Bain and and Jaron Jackson and stuff like that? And it's like, Denver is a solid all-around team. It's not solely Jokic that makes the team good. They are a solid team all around. Uh, it kind of. <laughs> well, now that, now uh, that well, Porter... Uh... Yeah, I mean, well. he makes the team. He makes the team a top contender, but the team would still be good. Not not great. They wouldn't be a con- like a, a big championship contender or anything, but they would still be good. Especially like right now, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. They're still getting up there. They're playing better. Aaron Gordon is having one of the best seasons of his career this season. He's uh, pretty shit hot this year. Yeah. And then Bruce Brown has been a huge addition over there. He's been playing well. Caldwell Pope has been one of the best defensive players for that team. Money's not like, on house arrest. True. <laughs> but, like, they do have a lot of good contributors. But look at uh, look at Jokic the last season. Porter, no Porter, no Murray. True. And they still were a sixth seed. True. But honestly, though, if you came to if you came to me though and said Giannis is the MVP, I'd be like, okay, I, I honestly have no problem with that. But let's just make it, let's define some criteria and let's make it about the abilities on the court versus all this other bullshit side stuff. But but to me, I think it honestly, I think it should, it should come down to. I, I still think Embiid and Jokic have the edge. It should come down to those two. Who has a better record? But actually, Jokic has played more games, so I would also take that into consideration. I agree, and I think the last thing I would say about this is just that, like, 
Last year, I definitely agree with the whole, like, they didn't have, Denver didn't have two of their three best players, and Jokic still took them to a six seed, avoided the play-in, and still got right into the playoffs. Now, they have all three of their best players, and they're a one seed. If you ask me, that is also a big testament to the fact of how good Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are. And the fact that Aaron Gordon is having the best season of his career. They're not a six seed anymore. They're a one seed. Well, the the problem the problem with Porter and, and Murray is just their health. Exactly, they're it's very a, good players in their own right. They're excellent players. They're just yeah. not healthy. Exactly, and so to me, it's like, oh, now that Jokic has a full team, yeah, they should be a one seed. He got them to a six seed by himself. So there's just a lot of. I just don't understand all the narrative switches and the the criteria switches either the way that Giannis is talking about it. So I completely agree with Giannis. Who the fuck knows? Just just give it to somebody. Who cares? I agree. So talking about one of the other MVP candidates of, at least earlier in the season, John Morant ended up, well, the last time we talked about this, the punishment wasn't handed down just yet. I think it came out like a day or two or maybe even three days after our episode at the time. The punishment ended up being an eight-game suspension, and he went to get treatment in Florida. Um, I don't even understand really what the treatment was about. Some some report I read said that he learned like some breathing techniques. I don't know what a breathing technique is going to help you with when you're in a strip club with a gun in your hand on on Instagram Live. I mean, that could be just me, but you know. Well, if you got a stripper on your lap, you might have to breathe through things. True, true. That could help with that. I agree. Um, and then he sat down for an interview. I think next thing you know, he'll be firing his weapon. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But Not this is so. This is so stupid. I know. And then in I'm an embarrassed interview with Jalen Rose, I think it. it was, he was saying how he doesn't condone violence, the gun wasn't his, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, literally, you can look at any post you have, and there's something, like, violent-related in it. So... He's an idiot. <laughs> exactly. He's, a, he's an idiot. If I were the the Grizzlies, if he if he does something stupid after this, I would be look. I I would honestly though I would wait. It, like say he gets in trouble again, mm-hmm. I play it cool, but then I bring him back. I let him behave himself maybe for like a month, and then I trade him. Oh yeah. Once everything, because I'm like I'm not putting up with this. We give you a max contract and then some, and you walk around with a gun. Right. You dipshit. You're gonna I throw mean- everything away. And, and then newsflash, that, asshole, there are some people who have to be in a gang because they have no other fucking choice. Right. And then on top of that, a lot of guys get into sports in the NBA to make it out of those situations. Right. Because they have no other option but to try and make it to the NBA, NFL, whatever it may be. Right. And... Uh, Breathing exercise. Oh, wait, 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 what? <laughs> just uh I, can't, I honestly can't even think of a realistic use of a breathing exercise to fix what he has done because he knows what he's done 
He he willingly made these decisions. Can we just talk about the bachelorette party again? Because <laughs> this guy's a moron. I, can we go move on to something else? We, we, eight, we, eight, eight, eight games is not enough. He's a he's an idiot. Well, so my next thing is if I, the last thing I'll say is if oh, this was, I ain't saying shit anymore. I've had enough. <laughs> I got you. My it's it's just if that constitutes an eight game suspension. How big is the suspension if something happens again within the next year? Like it, it, it should be humongous if that was only eight games. Because like, like we talked about, if this was David Stern, he'd probably be suspended rest of the season, no questions. Oh, his ass would be begging and get back into the NBA. Exactly. Like at the very least, he's out the rest of the season, rest of this postseason. And we're only thinking about him for next year. But that's because Adam Silver is a cuck. So, he allegedly, I don't know anything. I'm just saying, in my personal view, I think he's a cuck. Oh, he's by far the most lenient out of any commissioner. He's and, a pushover. And on top of that, I could see, not that this is happening because I have no information about this, but I could see something, some sort of referee gambling scandal happening under Silver because he just isn't, he wouldn't look into those kind of to things. To give them four games. Yeah. He, he, he'd probably be like, oh, it's just a coincidence. And just leave it at that. John Morant is now on Kyrie Irving territory to where I will not utter his name for the rest of uh, Outside of if he wins MVP, if they go somewhere in the playoffs or he breaks his ankle or something, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about this gun stuff anymore because he's an idiot. I've had enough. He's a moron, and there's nothing else more to say because anytime you bring him up again, I'm just going to say he's an idiot. (laughs) Sounds good to me. By the way, no Kyrie topics the last couple episodes. Good. Let's keep it that way. My life is so much better now that that fucking idiot is not in my life anymore. Not that he was directly in my life, but the fact that I didn't even have to see him. Right. I, I'm having so much fun being a Nets fan, even though they lose more often. Well, they were losing before, but the, the Nets in the middle of the season, they had like that 20-game win streak going, and it was like really exciting. I was like, but I knew things were going too well. For this to, you know what I mean, and you know, I just I wish KD a speedy recovery. It's unfortunately he get he got hurt, you know. Yeah, right. And I I just think it's funny. It's terrible. Dylan Brooks is going the completely and he's wrong an way idiot too. Because I don't know if you saw, but he tried to do like a jersey swap with Kyrie, and Kyrie gave him his jersey, and Kyrie didn't even take brooks's jersey <laughs> that's the only time that's like the only time i like Kyrie lately is what he did because i hate dylan brooks more than i, I hate Kyrie irving i know same and for dylan brooks that that is a bad look if not even Kyrie, who talks about flat earth and everything not even a flat earther wants your jersey <laughs> that's bad yeah exactly um, but thank god i'm glad Kyrie. You know, did that to him. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent. So, but, let's, but he's a dipshit. So, I mean, look at what Dylan Brady pushes a camera guy. Who the that fuck? Guy's, do you... That guy's still getting evaluated for. Injuries. Well, it wasn't. I mean, come on. Well, it looked like he hit his head on one of the chairs. Behind yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. Go. Okay. That's just what it looked like. He's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Just pay I, him some money, Brooks. Just give him some money, make this all go away, because that's 
that's where this is going. Just like, but um, in all, in, in all, in like the Devonte Adams guy. Yeah, Devonte Adams. That's what I was thinking. Of. But in all honesty, though, like I don't, I, I would pay them just solely on the fact that you embarrass the fuck out of somebody on national TV. Exactly. A poor guy is just doing his job. He's wearing black, which means that he's trying not to be noticed. He's just trying to film the camera, the the game. And you went into his area. He wasn't even, like, moving or anything, and you push him like an asshole. Right. And it's not like he's right there on the sideline. Like, he's back a little bit. He's doing his job. And I can't believe he didn't get suspended for that. True. Well, he did get suspended for Wednesday's game, but that's only because he got his technical technical foul. (laughs) That's not even a cool way to get suspended. I know. That's just the dumbass way. (laughs) Right. Um, but anyway, moving on. At least um, Ja had a gun. True. Supposedly. I know. Allegedly. Right. Um, real quick, this is going to be a pretty quick topic, but your boy Lonzo Ball might miss another season. He got his third surgery, uh, and I forget exactly what they called the surgery or what they um, operated on, but somebody said... Whatever surgery this was, he would be the first NBA player to ever come back to the court from if he comes back, which is not a good sign if that's the case. No, and that's too bad because he was really starting to like play his best basketball mm-hmm. of his career when he first came to the Bulls. And the Bulls were actually looking pretty good when Lonzo was there with them. They had Lonzo, DeMar. Like, that was a good-looking team. And now the fact that, and that's unfortunate because he is fundamentally, like, a a great player. He's not the best scorer on the planet, but he's good defensively. He's a good rebounder. He's a good passer. He's not a prolific scorer like his brother is, but his brother can't stay healthy either, apparently. So, um but it's just unfortunate. We kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. Things weren't looking promising. We'll see what happens next season. But it's 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 things aren't looking good for him. But we'll see. Yeah, and the the name of it was a cartilage transplant surgery. If yeah, he, that. Anytime if you say back, transplant, first person. Anytime you say transplant and the 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 word hair is in front of it, it's probably not good true if i remember correctly i think i read it's something similar to what brandon roy went through which yeah that didn't we know how his career worked out right so hoping for the best but definitely will be a bit of a struggle um and to wrap up one of our or uh, our uh topics here michael jordan finally selling a majority stake of the Charlotte Hornets. In the preseason on Bovada, they had Charlotte ranked, I mean, pretty damn low. A lot of people had them ranked low. We still didn't know what LaMelo was going through. We didn't know uh, what Miles Bridges was going through after his whole thing. They had, there was a graphic I saw, I think I sent it to you guys, that they had like three or four... Uh, people arrested in the off. Oh, here we go. So, the Hornets under Michael Jordan. Two playoff appearances in 12 seasons. Lost in the first round both times. 
worst season in NBA history. This was the lockout season. They had they were seven and fifty nine. That's which good, was, which was good for a one oh six win percentage. Hey, they tried. <laughs> Three players arrested in a single off season. That was Bridges, and then I think it was the one Harold. Harold, and then the one guy who got a DUI. Um, was it not Martin? No, the one from UConn, Boog Knight, Boog Knight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you mean the guy who doesn't do shit? Exactly. <laughs> uh, spent top ten picks on the likes of Michael Kidd, Gil- Gilchrist, Frank Kaminsky, Noah Vonleh, and Cody Zeller. I mean, you got good rebounders there. True. Kid Gilchrist was a really, really good defender too. But right. That's about it. Couldn't do anything um, else, but you know. And drafted Shea Gilgis Alexander. But immediately traded him for Miles Bridges, who was I mean, one of those three that was arrested in the offseason. <laughs> he should just stick to racing. But I hate I hate the people that use this to to talk about like his greatness. Oh yeah, this has nothing to do with his on court stuff. No, but people are using it that way. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Those people are idiots. Right. Um. But his. So my main thing was you can own a team and just get a fucking GM. Get a good GM and let them make the picks. Let them make the trades. Let them do all that shit. Like, obviously, if you're basing your talent decisions on if, like, they have the mentality of, of you and they play like you and all this kind of stuff, it's never going to work. Nobody's like Michael Jordan. And all the stories from practices and stuff come out like he like breaks people's mentalities down because he like makes them feel like shit and he's like, "Well, this person sucks cuz they don't think like me or play like me." And it's like nobody's going to. The only one that has done that is Kobe Bryant. That's it. Well, you could tell things were bad when Kenny Atkinson didn't want to go there. And they had to bring Steve Clifford back to be the head coach. Exactly. Things are bad in Charlotte. Charlotte might be the worst NBA team in the league. I However, it, it, a lot of it has to do with the availability of like two of their top players. I mean, I would venture to guess that if you had a healthy LaMelo ball and a non-arrested Miles Bridges, things would be different. True. But... Sometimes people don't take into consideration, though, that, you know, availability is an attribute just as important as shooting percentage and all that other stuff. So I completely agree. But just don't sell it to some loser who's going to want to move it. I agree. Like Charlotte is a good city. It's in a great place. I mean, that it's not like, you know, it's in the middle of Bumblefuck or something like that where it's hard to... Exactly. Where it's hard to get fans to come to games or or people don't want to be there. Like it has a decent life, nightlife. It has a, you know, it's not like you're spending all your money in taxes and everything and stuff like that. Weather's nice. Did you say that? Yeah, weather's nice too. Um it even has like beach areas that you can like vacation to and shit like that. Like that are a little bit away from Charlotte. Uh, and it's just like the, even when they had Kemba there, 
in Kemba's prime, their biggest thing was they could never get any other talent around him. Still, one of the people that hold a lot of Charlotte's records right now, well, I guess I don't know if it counts as Charlotte's records or if now it counts as like whoever it was since they switched cities and shit, but Gerald Wallace is like one of the guys that owns a bunch of records in Charlotte's history book. I think they kept the records. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I got you. So it's like they, he just hasn't been able to find any sort of talent whatsoever other than just a couple guys here and there. And then they've just been so bad that those guys have finally wanted to move on because they realized they weren't winning anything there. And now with this most recent team, which is probably one of the most talented teams they've had in a long time. I mean, they have some good pieces. Terry Rozier's good. LaMelo Ball, Kelly Obre, uh, Miles Bridges before he got arrested and everything like that. Gordon Hayward seven years ago. Gordon Hayward as well. Um, Even, I mean, a couple of their draft picks right now are looking kind of decent. So, like, Mark Williams put in some pretty damn good games until he got hurt. Uh, Nick Richards has a couple good games here and there. Yeah, like 17 rebounds Yeah, the other game. Exactly. So, like, they have some talent there, but bringing in the coach you had just a few seasons ago to try and run it back, like, that's not going to change anything. Your other players, uh, you had three players arrested in one offseason, and one of them being your second best player on the team. And now LaMelo Ball's hurt. Like, there's just... There's nothing else for me to think other than there's a shit show going on behind closed doors. And obviously, like you said, that's why a guy like Kenny Atkinson, who wants to be a head coach again, isn't going there. Right. So... Yeah, I hope he sells it to somebody that actually, like, loves the sport of basketball, too. Like, say what you want about Balmer and how corny he is and all the random shit that he does on the sidelines and his weird celebrations and bullshit like that. But Balmer has put the money up. He's building a new facility. He's doing a lot of things to put the Clippers in a better situation than they've ever been before. I'll buy him. Yeah, well, the Atlantic Files group. <laughs> We're buying the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I, I would take him. <laughs> the I only thing I will him. say is it's a smart business move because I think I read Jordan bought them for like a hundred million or something, and he's going to sell them for like one point seven billion. Oh yeah, which is crazy, but that's like the only good move. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, everybody else could judge him all he wants, but he'll have a billion dollars plus to to help him get over his, uh, you know, his sorrows. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. Fucking sorry, allergies. Oh, no, you're good. You know what's crazy, though? Right now, not uh, not in relation to Charlotte or anything, but... The Kings are five and a half point underdogs to the Celtics tonight, according to Bovada, which like 
I don't know. I think I'm taking the Kings over over Boston. Where are they playing? I think it's in Boston. All right. Actually, is it? Because it starts late. So it, it might be in Sacramento. No, it has to be in Sacramento then. Yeah, it's at 10 o'clock. It's in Sacramento. So I'm definitely taking Sacramento. Yeah. I would go to Sacramento. But anyway, um, do you have a remember this guy? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. So he is currently 48 years old. Okay. He is a forward. Forward. All right. He's made the all-star team once. Okay. So he's played for five teams. Let me see if I got that correctly. Five teams forward, 48 years old, one all-star team. Yep. Okay. He was a high draft pick. Like a lottery pick? Yes. Okay. Extremely high lottery pick. Top five? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to tell you where he played college basketball. Because then you might. What about the NBA teams he played for? Or is that, does that give it away? No, I'll tell you. Okay. But they're not in the order in which he played. Okay. So he's played for Denver. Mm Mm-hmm. The Knicks, uh-huh. the Spurs, hmm. the Pistons. Pistons. Did I say the Suns? No. Yes, the Suns. So the Suns, Knicks, Pistons, Spurs. And what was the fifth one? Um, The Nuggets. Nuggets. And he's currently 48 years old. Forward made one all-star game. Hmm. He wore three numbers throughout his career. 24, 34, and 14. 24, 34, and 14. Yeah, you ain't getting me this week, motherfucker. I'm making this. <laughs> I'm making you earn this one. <laughs> I feel like there's like a couple guys that I'm imagining, but then, <laughs> then they like. It's the Knicks part that threw me off at first. Because there was a couple guys that was like, ooh, Nuggets, Pistons. And I started thinking of a few. But then once you said Knicks, I was like, Knicks? Um, so he has career averages of 12 points. Mm-hmm. 7.5 rebounds. And 1.1 blocks. 12, 7, and 1. When was the last year he played? The last year he played was the 2010-2011 season. Hmm. I'm going to give you three guesses. Wait, my last question. Which team did he spend the most time with? He spent the most time 
with the Pistons. Okay. All right. It's Actually, not I would say I would say maybe the Nuggets. Okay, then never mind. Um. He's a top, remember, he's a top five pick. Top five pick, too. Hmm. Damn, this is a good one. Okay. Is he white? <laughs> That's racist, but no, he's not. <laughs> I didn't know if it was going off the same theme as last week. Um, he is He is an African-American male. Okay. <laughs> or whatever the term is this week. Right. Um, damn, this is good. He's a power forward. Power so that might help things a little bit. It's not. No, he was more of a small forward. Just let's go. You got three guesses. It's not Tayshawn Prince. No. Because um, he was more of a small forward. So that would make more sense so he was on the nuggets and the knicks tyson chandler was a center and he was he played for one of the following schools one of them i'm not going to give you the school but i'm going to tell you which one he may have played at okay so duke purdue alabama or gonzaga huh Mm, okay. Um, and he said his numbers are 24, 14, and 34. Yes. Oh, there's definitely someone I remember with some of those names or numbers, too. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with some of those names. Nuggets teams with Carmelo and even the Knicks teams with Carmelo because I think his last name begins with an M. With an M. I was about to guess somebody, but he played for the Lakers and you didn't say Lakers. Who are you gonna say? Mozgov. <laughs> but he's Negative. also white, so. he's white. <laughs> uh let's go with his name's last name starts with an M too. Um, I'll even say his first name starts with an A. With an A. It's not Anthony Mason, is it? No. Um. I'll give you one more. Okay. <laughs> his name is like kind of like a Spanish name. Oh. Kind of like a Spanish. But he's not Spanish at all. Like his first name is like a Spanish name or both? Yeah, are? yeah, his first name is like a Spanish. His first name is like a Spanish name, and I guess his last name would be like an Irish name. Oh. Uh oh. Be an Irish name. It's not it's it's like an Irish name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. No, it's not fuck. 
Damn, you're really getting me on this one. I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's like a Spanish name. I need an answer, honey. Come on. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like a Mick. Mick something. Well, if that's what you want to go with, go with it. Just because I'm thinking like Irish-like names. Um, right, but can you name any NBA players who who may be 48 years old who may have a last name that starts with Mick? <laughs> I can name a white one. Uh, no, he's probably in his 50s by now. Uh, I'm going to say... Um, you don't know. No, I, 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 I stumped you. Yeah, you did. I You're going to punch yourself in the face, though, once I tell you I, who it is. I probably will. None other than Mr. Antonio McDice. Oh, my fucking God. I forgot about McDice. That's right. Damn it. I knew it was Mick something. That was a good one, though. Remember <laughs> that him? was a good one. Damn, that's a real throwback, too. What college did he go to? Alabama. Ah, okay. I was I was thinking, I was like, it's probably someone from Purdue, because I don't know that many guys from Purdue. Well, I didn't want to give you, like, straight up, like, his college, because then that, you know. Right. I want to make you earn it a little bit. No, I feel you. No, that was good. I didn't. I not... made you tickle the balls a little bit for the money shot. <laughs> Like, you can't I, just go right, you know, full deep throw. You got to, like, tickle a little bit. Right, of course. Got to play around, you know. I completely forgot about him. <clears throat> I didn't even didn't even think he existed anymore. Well, he does. <laughs> he needs something, damn it. He, he, was a, he was a good fucking player. He was a good player. But it's Especially like, in his Denver days. You don't really hear a lot about him. By the way, he was a number two overall pick in 1995. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was number two. Damn. Yes. So he he was drafted by the Clippers, but then was traded to the Nuggets before the season began. Uh, okay. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He had a... Oh, I didn't realize. I'm looking at his reference page now. I didn't realize he went to the Suns, then the Knicks, then went back to the Suns, and then went to the Pistons. Oh, yeah, he's all over the place. <laughs> I forgot about his last season on the Spurs. That was when like he just tried to uh, jump on a team to win a ring. Hey, you can't, you can't blame him. No, not at it. all. I mean, that was Dewan Blair was on that Spurs team. So I was looking at that Spurs team. I had like Garrett Temple. Yep. Still had Richard Jefferson. And who else so, was on that team? Uh, Matt Bonner. Uh, Tiago Splitter. I was going to say, was Tiago Splitter on there? Yep. Steve Novak. Ime was on there. Yes, he was. Uh, um, James. Gary Deal. Yeah. This is a good George fucking Hills on that team. <laughs> the guy who plays on the Pacers. I know. <laughs> All the way back then. Uh, so, yeah. That was a good one. All right. Well, I'm you about definitely to... got me on that one. I know. <laughs> um, 
And to wrap things up, speaking of one of his former teams, the New York Knicks, according to Bovada, are only one and a half point underdogs to the Miami Heat, which I feel like they should be a little bit higher than that because Miami has everybody it's complete always hurt garbage. All the time. And Kyle Lowry's garbage at this point in his career. Get rid I of him. He was on my drop list. For those of you that play fantasy sports, if you go to Roto Baller, I have a weekly fantasy drop list where I tell you who to fucking drop off your roster. Lowry is one of them. I wasn't going to waste anybody's time with writing about why. No, if you don't know at this point that Kyle Lowry shouldn't be on your fantasy basketball team, then you shouldn't be playing fantasy basketball. Agreed. <laughs> Completely agreed. But that is it for us, unless you have anything else to get off mm. your chest. No. Well, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I took Flonase, to, too. Definitely have to double up on some... Uh, Allergy. I took a bunch of shit too, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know. For me, it's always the switch of the weather that destroys my allergies. This is a worst time of the year. I know. I wish it would just fully switch over and right. stop fucking with the allergies. It's like tickling the balls. It's just a tease. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that is it for us. Thank you, everybody, for What the hell listening. does tickling the balls mean? What am I talking about? Like, that? I don't know. I don't Thanks know. for listening. They're not very ticklish, so. They're really not. No. So, I guess fondle would be a better word. Fondle the balls. Yeah. On that note, thank you for listening to and watching another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. We will catch you guys next week. We're on YouTube. We also stream on Twitter and Facebook. We got rid of Twitch because none of you watch us on Twitch. So we're on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. That's where all you guys watch us. So I made it easier for you. I didn't even know we had a Twitch. Yep. Nobody watches it because it's not video games. People don't really go there for anything other than video games. Right. It is what it is. So Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, YouTube being probably the best one. Also, if you just want to listen, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Our videos are also now on Spotify. So you can either just listen to the audio or watch this video right there on Spotify on your app. So... There's lots of that. So for all you ladies out there who want to see the, you know. You want to see the magic? Right. Spotify. There you go. But don't be disappointed because Mike's not here. I know he's exactly. he's, he's hot. <laughs> One of the hottest accountants oh, out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.